I listen. I can feel it. I experience it. And I breathe it. This is music to me. And who am I? My name is Nina, and I'm a music lover. And I'm about to take you on a journey into one of the craziest industries in the world. Connected by Frequency. Hello, music lovers. My name is Nina, and let me take you to another journey into the music industry. In the beginning, I just want to thank you all for the unconditional support. And big thanks to the Infinity Lighthouse for believing in me and helping me on this project. Now, this was planned to happen live in one of my favorite cities. But COVID doesn't want me to experiment and enjoy. So what do we have here today is something completely different than you used to see in my shows. But this is the beauty of this project, getting closer to various people who are representing important parts of this industry. Right now, I want to talk about the unforgettable show experience. This creative studio will tell us the story behind it. Again, if you like this podcast and want me to continue doing it, please make this easier for me via Patreon or PayPal donations. All the information will be written in the video description and on the Connected by Frequency Facebook page. And please subscribe to the Connected by Frequency YouTube channel, like this video and share it everywhere. And feel free to leave a comment. I will much appreciate it. Thank you. They create motion graphics like trailers, artist visuals and video clips. They shape stage and club design that will blow your mind. And they also VJ and live operate during the events. Being specialized in projection mapping was well recognized a lot of times. And virtual production is part of their portfolio as well. Their creativity is contagious and inspiring. They are show designers and their name is Vision Impossible. And trust me, they can bring the impossible to life. Today I'm talking to one Dutch mastermind. He and his team were in Prague a month ago and what brought him to this splendid city was actually the same reason that was supposed to get me there once again. A transmission festival. The only difference is that he was there to work and I was supposed to enjoy the music and the product of his teamwork. Unfortunately, the last minute COVID restrictions forced me to cancel everything. Nevertheless, we are here to talk about him. His name is Martin Adema, and he's a founder and creative director of Vision Impossible. Goede middag, Martin, of Goede ah. avond. Goede middag. Oh, you Yeah, I know. I know a couple of words. Nice, yeah. nice. uh, thank you for the nice introduction, Nina. Yeah, welcome to Connected by Frequency podcast, first of all. Uh, uh, how are you feeling very today? Good. Very good to be here. Yeah, good. Yes. That is good to hear. <laughs> okay. In the beginning, I usually like to let my guests uh, explain uh, who they are, what they do, and why they started this specific business at uh, the first place. So let the people get to know you, who Martin is. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a guy, I live in Amsterdam. Uh, when I was young, I had a passion for, uh, for dance music and, and creativity. So we uh, started... Uh, a small company doing uh, making visuals for events and that grew uh, into uh, yeah into a professional company that now does uh, um, uh, creative uh, creative designs 
for events uh, in uh, yeah in general. So we do, um, and uh, yeah, that's 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 the in point. a very uh, very short nutshell. Thank you for that. <laughs> All right. So uh, you started this journey, let's call it that way, in 1997, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And for almost 25 years, uh, you have been part of this phenomenal concept that keeps surprising us over and over again. Um, how did you succeed in keeping the team together um, and this idea alive for so long? Um, yeah, good question. I think we just uh, love what we do. And I started this out with uh, two of my uh, good friends, Barry van Dijk and Ruben Lagerdijk. And uh, yeah, we're just a, a pretty good team. Um, and uh, yeah, I like to work with each other. And as uh, the, uh, yeah, the, the demand for our services grew a little bigger, uh, we, uh, yeah, we got to uh, uh, expand our, our company a little bit. So that uh, that was basically the uh, the start of the of our journey together, and we were, we still work together ever since. That that's amazing to hear. Actually, this is not that often actually to hear. <laughs> so I'm pretty much amazed by it. Okay, so I bet there were some challenges you faced um, on this journey. Uh, so what were your first projects? How it looked like back then? Do you remember? Uh, look more like a, um, yeah, hobby. Um, you can say that uh, we did, um, yeah, started out doing visuals in, in clubs in Amsterdam. And, and in the late 90s, there were quite a few of them. And uh, yeah, making visuals for events was something new. And also actually the whole, yeah, the, the whole, um, how you call it, dance culture wasn't wasn't around that long and they figured you know uh, for most of the night uh, looking at the dj only was a little bit boring uh so uh, it would be nice if there's something something yeah something to watch and and in before that period we already made a video uh, like a, a few clips on, on music and then uh, yes a few people noticed what I did and then they asked me to uh, to come play that live in in clubs and it is yeah a little bit also in the beginning period where yeah, the first VJs were performing and it was very nice because you could uh, sort of combine your creativity uh, with uh, uh, with computers and also with nightlife which was pretty nice actually because it also made the thing a little bit more social since you mm -hmm. could directly interact with your audience uh they could um it wasn't like television you know where you have to send a tape to the television station and then later on maybe yeah you probably heard nothing of what people thought of it uh when we did this live for events people could could come straight towards you, give you feedback. And also there was a way to uh, meet new people and also get new assignments. So there was actually a pretty, um, uh, pretty natural way of expanding our business. And wow. that went from uh, the, 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 the clubs in, in Amsterdam and quite a few of them 
um, to uh, at a certain moment the, the the festivals that grew a little bigger, um, and especially with the introduction of LED, it it became pretty important actually. And uh, uh, after that, we also got noticed by um, uh, yeah by uh, pop concerts um, for brands and uh, yeah did did a. Uh, Quite a few other projects, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, making visuals for for events and especially for dance events. That sort of yeah, still our core business. Mm -hmm. That's a phenomenal concept for sure, and you did it for a reason, definitely because people enjoy that stuff. Mm -hmm. So let me recall your yeah. memory. <laughs> yeah, so do we. <laughs> and show something that you did from a long time ago. Uh, oh this is the feature that I do sometimes. Uh, I call it a uh, blast from the past or down the memory lane. Um, so this is the video. The video that I, that I found on your YouTube channel. <laughs> oh really? Yep. Uh, yes, and uh, this is actually from 2001, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And this is a Kremlin Industrial Party. Yep. Like so, this is exactly 20 years ago <laughs> when you when you made this video. Right. <laughs> can, yep. can you do you mind explaining what this actually represents? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, even though it's the most, uh, this is the most. Uh, represented video, but uh, uh, was very nice because uh, after we worked for several clubs, there was one uh, uh, club that came to us and it went a little further. So it was maybe beginning of the first like super clubs that sort of had a concept, and this one really had a pretty distinctive concept. It was called Kremlin, and uh, yeah, it might be a bit, little bit weird for yeah people maybe watching from Eastern Europe, but it was sort of Uh, 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 a theme which had like a, a Soviet communist theme uh, and um, yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty all around the whole theme so uh, it started with a dress code people it was like a weekly night but everybody was supposed to come in uh, red black white or silver mm -hmm. uh, we had like a sort of iconography with the three that you You just saw them with the three, uh, how you call it, the yeah, the communist symbol, uh, and um, we did all kind of crazy stuff. So uh, and uh, and we were yeah part of the creative team, uh, designing all all these kind of things, and it was a lot of fun because you know the possibilities were endless. So this was like the industrial month. So there was, we also designed the flyers, we signed an internet trailer and all, all that kind of stuff was, was, pretty, uh, was pretty new. And um, the next month we had like a sort of space theme and we had like uh, a fire and a, and, a, and a devil and we had a, a, an inflatable head of a Lenin. And I even remember uh, we took the concept on, on tour Uh, we also been to the United States and it was really funny because, you know, the, the customs, they, they, we, we had to take a whole bag of props and, and our visuals to, uh, to make a Kremlin party in the United States. And, uh, when, when they open up the bag with all the props, it was full of fake dollars with uh, Lenin on it and, uh, and a blow up devil and a, and a blow up head of Lenin. So that was fun explaining that to the customs. 
<laughs> of the United States. But the, the, the good memories of the whole thing was that it actually, because it looked pretty tough and pretty, uh, pretty dark, uh, but uh, uh, it made the whole, yeah, literally the whole cam- comradeship of all the, the people that went to the, the Kremlin events made it really strong. I never seen uh, a, a party where yeah, people were so involved in and uh, yeah, they really loved it. So there was, there was fun to do for a whole while. And it was also the place where, um, where the, the owner of Transmission also went together with his uh, a Czech girlfriend. And that actually the, where the link between us and Transmission started. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> Interesting. But do you find it funny when you, when you look at those videos back then, you know, well, 20 years ago, oh my God, and compare it to what you're doing right now, guys? Yeah, yeah, it is funny. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's, of course, it's, it's like uh, uh, really primitive. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it, the, 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 one of the big differences, of course, is um, that in that time, yeah, there weren't that many people doing this kind of jobs and also no uh, no assets that you can use. So we had to build everything that you saw in the images uh, from scratch. So wow. that, that that's also why it took pretty long to to make that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was, was a lot of fun doing it. It looks like it was a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I guess it's not easy to find high-rated professionals uh, sharing the same passion. Mm. Um, and as you said, I suppose uh, that you have been friends for so many years, first of all. Um, mm-hmm. How important is to understand each other all the time? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I guess pretty important. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, a lot. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, of course, we do this work together for a long time already. But uh, yeah, it's very nice when somebody can really understand your ideas and, and carry them further. So that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's good. But do you fight sometimes? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, sometimes we, uh, we, we pretty much disagree or are annoyed by each other, you know. It's sort of like a... Like a 20, uh, 25-year-old marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Good explanation. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm wondering, who is the most creative in your team and who is the decision maker? I, I mean, mm. you are CEO, first of all. So I guess you are making a lot of big decisions. It's, it's, it is up to you. But mm. still, maybe I'm, not, I'm, I'm wrong. Um, yeah, you know, um, all, all of our guys are pretty, uh, um, uh, pretty creative, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But, um, lately we, we also been doing, um, yeah, turned our company more into a, uh, a all round creative agency for events. And I think in in yeah, doing those uh, uh, activities, also like uh, concept uh, and and stage design, um, yeah, I, I I do quite a lot. But uh, yeah, we we all of us of the team pitch in, so uh, it's more like a a, a team effort. 
That's that's a perfect uh, recipe, I guess. So uh, there are like five key persons in Vision Impossible, right? Uh, yeah, currently. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but I guess you work with plenty of young, talented people. Of course, you're not alone over there. No, no, it's a it's a, it's a team effort. Yeah, of course. What I see uh, is uh, a mutual mutual for you all is creativity, innovation, and that phrase, uh, great minds think alike. This is uh, what defines you, in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. and what keeps you connected and true to each other and uh, to the project itself. So I guess I'm, I'm not mistaken this time. <laughs> no, I think you're pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> good to know. All right. Uh, so Vision Impossible is an audiovisual production company, especially in making video shows for dance events, concerts, award shows, and business events in Holland and around the world. How do you decide what project to accept and uh, when a potential client sends you a brief? Mm, yeah, good question. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think if they're... If they're uh... If it's creatively appalling and if it would fit us, I don't, you know, uh, I think we would take it if we have some, uh, yeah, if we can make the difference. Mm-hmm. And I think that would maybe would be the, the most important uh, factor, you know, if there is no use uh, um, having us do something, in our opinion, then we're not going to take the job. And mm-hmm. yeah, if, if we if we're not going to enjoy what we're doing, we're not going to do it either. But most of the the jobs we're offered, they're they're in events, so we love events, so they're pretty nice. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's it's hardly that um, that we really turn things down. But in a lot of cases, uh, sometimes you already hear of a project, and then you think, hmm, you know, I don't see. I don't see this happening for for one reason or another, and yeah, in in that case, mostly it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I guess this is uh, the most important value for you when choosing client or brand. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. If okay. you yeah, if you can make the difference. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, uh, so let's go to the most exciting part of your business, uh, the dance music event industry, <laughs> of course. So what I'm going to do right now is the following. I um, will enter your website and go briefly through your portfolio. All right. Uh, so um, it's hard to explain what you guys actually do if no one sees it you know so this is how i'm gonna yeah yeah try, see, see try. this uh, is better than explaining <laughs> exactly you're a visual you know, yeah, yes. project so definitely i need to do this this way um all right so uh let's go uh-huh okay we played it mm-hmm. <laughs> actually we we activated the website so this is your home page and you we can all we, we can see over here a lot of uh projects that you guys do mixed uh, all right. together yes Uh, okay, so um, I am going to choose uh, dance events right now. So let's go to your portfolio and let's choose dance events. Uh, guy from the studio is going to help me with this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you are focusing uh, on different venues and various genres, right? But I think right. this one is the most special one, special one for you. Tell me if you agree. <laughs> so, uh, talk- of course, right. I'm talking about transmission. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Okay, Vanya, you can play it a little bit. So this one is actually, uh, is it from? It's the show the from 2000, um, was 2019? 2019, yeah, another, another name mentioned. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 I think it is. Perfect. Um, so, can you explain why this event is kind of unique for you and how did it start? Uh, Transmission in general or this this edition? Transmission, no, transmission in general. All right. Uh, yeah, it started in 2005, I think, uh, when uh, the, uh, the the Dutch guy that's the owner of, uh, of, of transmission uh, uh, moved to Prague, uh, and uh, yeah, he, he knew our work that we did from uh, from Kremlin, which which also was a trend club. And uh, so when he started doing this, he, he asked us we could, uh, yeah, do the visuals and anything more that we uh, we could come up with. Actually, a little bit of the same freedom that we had at the, at the Kremlin mm -hmm. uh, club. And so we, uh, uh, yeah, we gladly accepted. And um, yeah, for the for the first few years, it was already pretty free. So we did also we even did a little bit of DJing on transmission. Um, we did, uh, yeah, and in the beginning of, yeah, sort of audio-visual shows, and then we got more into uh, assigning a, a special theme for every transmission. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, that, that became more serious and serious. So, you know, then, then every year it became a challenge of, um, yeah, how to come up with another concept that uh, that will be a, a good addition to the the ones that we had previously mm -hmm. uh, what we found out worked pretty well is that we have one general theme and and within that uh, maybe define a few uh, uh, sub themes uh, or have one sort of continuous story with uh, with a few chapters um, and that is uh, actually what, what we saw here. I think uh, before, usually we sort of switch it a little bit between maybe something we uh, not we try to do something different every year. So uh, before that, it was like the we had in 2018, I think the Awakening Show, which was like a little bit uh, uh, a little bit spiritual. And then, uh, yeah, it was the, the, the wish of the, I think even of the owner that said, yeah, we want, everybody really wants to do a space show again, because we already did one, but that was back in 2008, nine, maybe. Um, so let's, let's do that again. And, uh, um, then yeah, we, we made a list of uh, what, what would be cool. Um, so there was uh, okay, like. Uh, a lift off that would be pretty nice uh, going through a, a wormhole like make a special show out of that one uh have alien contact <laughs> and uh, uh that's where you know most of the ideas of the of the separate show uh, uh sort of came from and and it's pretty nice it's always uh, i think the space uh, uh, a theme that uh, that that fits uh, transmission and the and the space uh, and the and the trans music pretty well. So uh, that was uh, that was fun to do. And also for this concept, um, because uh, 
there already was a an idea of uh, of sort of stage design, and when we first looked at it, we were like, hmm, I, I don't know about this um, because there are just five standing screens, like, and they're a little bit curved. So, what what could you do with it? And then we got a sort of a, an idea about uh, uh, that uh, you could. Uh, play with a sort of false perspective, like there was a imaginary space behind the the screen when you when you look at it for a certain angle, and uh, yeah, we tried to experiment with that a little bit, and that actually uh, fitted the whole uh, theme of uh, of uh, the, the the space journey uh, uh, quite nice because uh, yeah, there was also a show with where we have a sort of interdimensional test. Um, yeah, that that kind of stuff is uh, is is nonsense, but it's really fun to do. Well, I mean, you definitely upgrade <laughs> your experience um, every single year, and we all love it. <laughs> and uh, this oh, is you. really this is really amazing what you guys are doing. And I, I know that a lot of people are actually coming to Transmission Festival, not only to Transmission Festival, but your events to experience these kind of um, things. Um, so. Yeah, I'm pretty happy that you're doing it and I'm pretty happy that I'm part of it in some way. Well, so. well thanks. But it, it, I must say that it's also a very much a, a team effort. Um, yeah. And I don't get to decide these things for myself. Uh, we're doing it with a big theme, uh, with a big team. And uh, yeah, they're, they're amazing uh, lights, uh, uh, designers, um, laser operators. Those guys do awesome work. Uh, the mm. the uh, the stage designers, uh, the pyrotechnicians, uh, the the dancers, the outfits. Yeah, the list. Uh, it's and pretty long, system. but it's uh, it's a big <laughs> it's a big team effort to to uh, to bring this experience to the people. Yeah, of course you cannot do this all alone. You know, no. of course, of course, it's the complete experience, not only what mm. what you guys are doing, but your mm. part is definitely something exactly. something uh, to be worth mentioning. All right, so let's get back to dance events. So uh, actually, you did 3D, 3D animations, motion graphics, uh, show design, of course, VJing, and live operating for so many outstanding and significant events, uh, both outdoor and indoor. Uh, I will mention a few. We can see over here a couple of those. Uh, sure. So, of course, we have Transmission, we have Dream State, we have Q Dance, Climax, Electric Daisy Carnival in Las Vegas, uh, DEFCON 1, Dominator. And I mean, there is a lot of those events that you guys are doing, and those events are really big. So, this is really impressive. Oh, thanks. Um, but we've been we've been lucky to be uh, doing mm, all this kind of stuff. No, nah, I wouldn't call that lucky. Mm. <laughs> You have this experience that people recognize, I guess. So this is why they call you um, to, to do something like this. Okay, so let's just uh, play, uh, for example, EDC. And we're just going to continue talking. <laughs> right. All right. So which one, and my question is actually, uh, which one was the most complicated to produce? Um, and which... Uh, which one was the one you enjoyed so much? Mm. <laughs> I guess you enjoyed all of those events, doing all of those events, but some were pretty stressful more than others. If I'm... Yeah, you mean uh, all, all, all the, the, the projects that are in the portfolio or EDC? Mm, I'm talking about dance events right now. All right. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, most of them are, uh, yeah, there's always a little tension, I think. Uh, transmission is always a big chunk of work because people expect a lot. And uh, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work creating those shows. Uh, but actually, most of these uh, uh, of these things also, yeah, for Climax, uh, used to be a lot of work for EDC, also the shows we did there in 2014 and 15. Those were massive. And also on the, uh, yeah, just yeah, this stage here was, uh, this is already like 2014, so it's quite a while ago. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, the, I think the, the, it's later. The, I'm pretty sure it was 2014. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. check. Uh, but it was like like massive, yeah, in, in our industry, we call it the pixel map. It's actually like all the screens that you uh, that you see. And uh, yeah, it's, it's like a huge uh, um, surface uh, of, of LED screens. And they all have mm-hmm. to be video, um, video controlled. So you have to make a massive... Uh, um, yeah, ma- massive video screen, which is a lot bigger than you would uh, uh, have for a for even a 4K TV. So that also takes quite uh, uh, demands a lot of your computer because yeah, if you have to render like whole fantasy worlds uh, like forest with owls, uh, it's already a job to do that for uh, a, a, a television signal. But for this, it was. It, it, even took a lot, a lot longer. So it was quite a challenge, but it was, uh, yeah, it was amazing. Um, actually, we have this one in our agenda uh, again to to do EDC. It's coming up in one and a half week. That I'm gonna be flying there, and uh, yeah, I, I cannot wait because people there, it's it's something else. Wow, <laughs> I would definitely love to visit <laughs> that venue. Yeah, uh, yeah well, it's only, only Las Vegas already ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> as far as I hear. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, uh, yeah, sort of steam park for, for adults. Um, and uh, with a lot of gambling. One. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, Let's talk about something else right now. So let's go back to the portfolio. Uh Aha, you're here. Okay, so let's uh, start a little bit about projection mapping because I find this so fascinating. Let's play the first video that we see over here. Uh, This was actually uh, the event in Bucharest in 2018. So for this one, actually, you won the award for uh, the best projection mapping at fifth uh, IMAP Bookers edition. Right. And I remember I was watching this back there then. You were. Yeah, I did. I, I mean, I'm I'm amazed with what you're doing, guys. So yeah, mm-hmm. I was watching, and I, I love um, this projection mapping and 3D mapping generally. So. Um, and I was so blown away, definitely. Um, so would you please explain what this actually represents and uh, how you bring project this kind of this kind to life? Uh, well, for this, I have to start off uh, by, by saying that uh, this was actually an initiative by, uh, by 
two of our, our best designers that that really wanted to uh, um, to test their uh, their skills to the maximum, and they took the initiative to uh, uh, to write Fish Impossible in this project. And uh, yeah, they spent weeks and weeks on uh, on creating a story about uh, a bear, a wolf, and I think an eagle, which uh, are the three. Um, symbolic uh, animals of, of Romania, and since this was in Romania, and they yeah they like uh, a little bit of national pride. Uh, we made something of like uh, the show with uh, nature uh, and, uh, and 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 a, and a little how do you call it a story with the with the three elements that uh, uh, or like the three. Uh, animals that are linked to also the, the Romanian colors that kind of sort of get lost in modern society and, uh, and find their way back. Wow. Wow. And who created the concept? The idea? Uh, those guys themselves, they did. Yeah. And, uh, wow. yeah they, uh, they could be very proud to... Uh, uh, yeah, to, to have made this and, uh, and, and, and win as the first prize in the, in the concept. Definitely, congratulations! A huge congratula congratulations to this project. Amazing. Thank you. All right, you're welcome. So, okay, during the pandemic, you focused uh, a lot more on virtual events. Um, so, which is expected, of course. Vanya, don't move over there. I have something else yeah. to show. Uh, so, tell us what is needed to create one virtual event. You can go to uh, virtual events over there. Yeah. Maybe maybe the first one. I think the first picture on the on the left uh, uh, on the left top. That is because I'm not yeah, sure. the blue one with the. Aha! Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Start yeah. if if you think that's right because I don't see from here. <laughs> it's far. Yeah. This is this is something ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. that that okay. kept us busy in the pandemic because there were no uh, there were no uh, real events. Uh, for instance, mm -hmm. and uh, we uh, um, we were asked by by few artists to create a uh, uh, a sort of virtual uh, yeah a virtual stream for their for the live events, and we were also um, experimenting a little bit with a uh, uh, with a, a game engine originally uh, called Unreal. Which they also use for yeah for things like um, uh, I called games like Fortnite, uh, but uh, because it is so advanced, and also the the graphic cards in in modern computers are getting so advanced, uh, they are the same technique is now also used for a lot of other stuff. For instance, they also make uh, the the movie the the TV series of Star Wars, The Mandalorian. They make it in a virtual studio with uh, all kind of video screens in the background, mm -hmm. and and they um, play. Um, they actually play the backgrounds, which are completely from the computer, uh, with uh, this Unreal Engine. And which used to be different from how they did it in the past, because maybe you, most people probably know like the making of, where you see actors in total green screen space. Uh, and this is uh, kind of the, the next level, because now you can actually imagine uh, being in, a, in the, the place where 
where you're playing it because you can really look around and in the instance of the Mandalorian, this guy wears a metal helmet uh, with, uh, uh, with a reflective visor and uh, this way, like the, the, the projected uh, area actually reflects on his, on his body armor suit. And we used uh, the, this technique to create a, a virtual space. We received some uh, footage of, uh, of artists. Uh, in this case, there were two, two Mexican artists and they wanted to really do something for transmission. Mm-hmm. So uh, th- that's why they, uh, um, yeah, they, they asked us to, uh, uh, to, to make a sort of, yeah, a virtual environment. And we thought, well, since they're Mexican, it would be maybe nice to, to uh, make it happen in the with a sort of my uh, during the DJ set gets put in different atmospheres. So it started out in 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 daylight in a, in a sunny forest, and then uh, slowly it becomes night, and like mushrooms light up. And at the end, there is even a, a UFO landing on the building, and uh, um, with uh, at the end of the DJ set. So. Uh, and these kind of things in the in the old days, they took a lot of time to to render, to create you uh, to like um, for one minute that would almost take forever to come green screen studio. Mm-hmm. But now it is uh, possible with it, this technique to do it real time. So you just start uh, uh, the the mix and then. Uh, one of us uh, activates uh, the lights and uh, yeah, makes, makes a UFO come up and down. And another one uh, uh, does the, the camera uh, direction. So you get to choose. And, and then you just play it and your video creation happens in real time. And it's actually a pretty nice um, yeah, project to, to have been experimenting on the pandemic. Uh, because it's quite an, uh, for us, a little bit of innovative way of uh, of video creation. Wow. It looks, uh, of course, it looks amazing, but it looks so complicated to do something like that. And I always thought that actually uh, the artist or whoever is supposed to be in that video needs to be physically over there. And you're like doing in some movie studio or something like that. But as you said right now, and uh, if I understood it well, they yeah. just need you just need some footages of, of them. Yeah, well, we have two solutions of it. We actually work together with a really advanced studio where we can uh, uh, put people in there and they're, yeah, they're like a mini version of what I, the studio of the Mandalorian. It just has like a, a floor. It has two walls and then you can just put people in a, in a total uh, different background, which is pretty nice, but it's also pretty expensive. Uh, uh, because by asking the DJ to, uh, to send us a couple of green screen footage, but we had to direct it a little bit because uh, we we asked them then to to place three cameras, like one from the from the front and then front from the side. And these guys even had an extra uh, uh, camera 
on top so they could uh, view what the, what the DJ is actually doing. So we had four uh, um, green screen footages and then real time we could place that into the virtual space and then look with one camera from one angle with the other one. And it actually worked pretty, pretty convincing. And uh, yeah, what you say, it, it, it is pretty complicated. But yeah, unfortunately, we had a year long with no events uh, to, uh, to get into this kind of uh, research. Yeah, definitely understand that part. And you were definitely too creative. <laughs> I mean, a lot creative. Not too many. It's never too much of creativity. All right. So uh, I'm not going to go through your website anymore because if I do, I will stay here the whole day. <laughs> and Vanya, the studio guy, will kill me most probably because of this. So, uh, guys, if you like. Um, if you want to see everything those guys are doing, you should check their website. It's vision-impossible.nl. I will leave the address in the video description for sure, so you can check it. I kindly I advise you to do that. So let's get back to uh, some other questions that I have. Mm -hmm. So uh, I guess there is a lot of people involved in Vision Impossible, as you already said. Mm -hmm. A lot of talented young souls, I will call them this way. How, mm -hmm. how many of them are part of your, of, uh, your great team? Um, currently, we are with, uh, with six people. Uh, but uh, yeah, in, unfortunately, in the pandemic, we, uh, we had to... Uh, let a few people uh, uh, go because the contract couldn't be uh, long because yeah, there just wasn't any work for them, which uh, yeah, with pain of our heart we had to do. But uh, um, and um, but yeah, we worked together with with a lot of other freelancers as well or intelligent musicians, and uh, so yeah, the the circle is a little bit bigger. But yeah, at the moment. It's, uh, it's five to six people. Wow. That's not too much, <laughs> actually. No, it's a lot of work for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> Amazing, really. Okay. Um, well, I was working for three years in one of the biggest marketing agencies in the world, Leo Burnett, and mm -hmm. um, I worked with so many talented creative people and uh, you know graphic designers, uh, creative directors, and copywriters, and so on and so on. And it was always crazy to try to understand uh, how they get the idea of something because of course I get the brief from the client I forward it uh, to them in the best possible way and give them some directions and so on and so on but the result was often unexpected and this is uh, why I I'm also fascinated but by, by what you guys are doing um, but uh, mm -hmm. starting everything from the scratch um, and making phenomenal art result so you leave me speechless all, uh, all the time and this is the reason as i said at the beginning one of the reasons why i come to the transmission of course first is the music but then mm. this crazy experience so my oh, well, question, thank you too much credit <laughs> no trust me this mm. is not too much you deserve a lot more so uh can you try to explain the process of how everything goes from the from the start until the end from the production until the implementing you know from the idea, first of all, um, the idea. Yeah, well, good question. We can, yeah, usually we get a, a brief, uh, a briefing, you know, telling mm -hmm. sort of the parameters of what we have to do. And, and sometimes we, we do this uh, kind of job for already a long time. Mm -hmm. 
so uh, yeah, we get we know sort of what is expected. We uh, try to come up with some ideas. Um, then usually we start uh, sketching, and then uh, uh, we we try to and and also. Yeah, uh, try to produce the other pieces that are uh, necessary, for instance, like music production, or we have to like have a light design or something like that. And then uh, um, we we start producing the, the visuals, which mostly requires a lot of uh, computer graphics and uh, creating that into uh, multiple, um, multiple, ID uh, animations or shows or whatever is required. And then, um, yeah, the, the, the thing about our job uh, is that the role is mostly like a fixed deadline for the event when it has to be ready. And mostly, you know, you're so ambitious that at the end you have to rush a little bit. And then finally uh, uh, see it in, uh, in life. So that's, uh, that's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, Maybe now you think of it. Maybe I can see where we start. Actually, I forgot my latest book. But these these things they take a little bit of um, of uh, of practice because I do a lot of sketching for um, yeah, for ideas and designs. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, that will be you know like nice. not 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 of all of these materialized, but that can. Uh, Give a little bit of impression of uh, of how uh, how things uh, can come to life, and then you know it comes uh, a little further, and then mm. uh, yeah, from that we take it uh, step by step. Wow! So I guess it's the regular relationship between client and creative team, and those crazy deadlines. I know you hate them. <laughs> yeah, you have it's, to admit uh, it, that. It, ne- it never, it never takes, uh, it, it never takes, uh, uh, never really get used to it. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and it never will. <laughs> I'm no. pretty much sure about it. So, how many people do you need uh, to communicate with during? some kind of event where what we showed uh, before. Uh, so everything is about the time code, right? So uh, how complicated it is to be synchronized uh, with everything that's happening in the arena or wherever the venue is uh, organized? Uh, so you have the team in charge of sound, lightning, um, lasers, pyrotechnic, uh, uh, musicians uh, on the stage, performers, dancers, and I don't know if I mentioned everything, I most probably didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's facts. <laughs> and figure, figures right now. So right. How, how many people is involved in one event? This kind that I've showed before, uh, smaller and a, a bit bigger ones, because I think EDC is, mm-hmm. is a lot bigger than Transmission. Transmission is big for indoor festival, right? Yes, yeah. And the next EDC is going to be 180,000 people in one day. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be crazy big. I, I think there's a number like uh, Tomorrowland, Yes. Yeah, it is. It is comparable. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it's But really crazy. They, they don't have one stage. They have a lot more, right? Yeah, they have. Yeah. Uh, next time we'll be doing stage seven, so that already comes to show that uh, I think they will have around uh, nine or ten different wow. stages. 
Yeah, it's really ridiculous. It's yeah, a huge, so huge one. <laughs> it's a huge. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about lasers. I need to mention this. Um, All right. Transmission Festival is famous, speaking of uh, this. And can you reveal how many lasers do one event like Transmission consist? Because That's I a good heard question. this before and I forgot, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Well, it's, I, I don't even know exactly how many i think the last time there were a little bit less but mostly around i think 30 and it's been done by uh, by a slovak company mm -hmm. called yeah, yeah. Ministry, ministry who also mm -hmm. do a part of the technical production for transmission and uh yeah these guys are amazing only 30 are you sure yeah might be, wow. might be a lot more actually i don't no. know <laughs> I don't know, but I have this number like almost 100 in my mind for some reason. I don't know why. Might I mean, be. I, don't, I, I generally don't have any idea, but I don't think 100. That would be really a lot. But there must be a list somewhere of, of how many lasers they had for one of these productions. I need to check this. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah I, I'm curious too. <laughs> <laughs> I will let you know when I find yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, so guys, if you like lasers and motion graphics and uh, fantastic futuristic stage um, design and perfect sound system, and um, you want to experience festival in a different way where, where technology is playing with your senses, uh, and you like electronic music no matter what genre, I need to repeat this, no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, you need to check this festival or any festival these guys are managing. Trust me, it is everything about the experience. So All right. Well, thanks. And, and your previous question was um, how to uh, how, how it works, like the synchronization and, and mm -hmm, the amount mm -hmm. of people that work with it, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, you're uh, right. <laughs> um, and... Uh, actually, um, it starts with uh, um, yeah, creating a, a script, and then uh, next we have to build audio, and then we build video, and then you have like the uh, script with uh, uh, colors, which uh, which kind of colors to use, and and what to do on which on which moment, mm -hmm. and then everybody starts programming, and all of that comes together in a place called uh, at the event in a place called the front of house, mm -hmm. which is uh, the yeah on the other side of the of the of the stage, and then we hook up a machine that plays the music, and also sends out an uh, an audio or like a timecode signal. So all the, uh, uh, the, the equipment are synchronized uh, to the millisecond. Uh, uh, and uh, the most important ones are yeah, obviously a video is sync, but also the, the, the light, the shows are, uh, are, are sync, uh, especially with the, with the kind of show. Uh, uh, the shows that you that you see as announcements for the DJs, uh, and there is also for the lasers, and there is also one for the the guys that do like the pyrotechnics. Wow. Um, yes, and and yeah, these these ones are all uh, controlled from uh, from the from the front of the house. For house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and we even transmission or even hired somebody to to direct this whole thing at the night itself. Mm -hmm. Wow, 
wow yeah. <laughs> i guess a lot of people involved over there yes to make, yes, to make it real <laughs> uh, okay. yeah yeah and, and a lot of because uh, a lot a lot of preparation for it as well like with uh sending out uh, scripts and and checking each other's movies and uh the night before we usually work yeah it never becomes earlier than four in the morning uh until we yeah we checked everything and and uh, uh how you call it yeah finalized that it uh, that the show is are as good as possible So usually there is this like cozy pre-party going on, but we always miss it because we're still in the venue working. <laughs> yeah, but there is a reason why you need to do it. So this is why we are grateful you know, for all, all or the effort that you guys uh, do for this event. Okay, I think many people are not sure about this, but I need to ask you because uh, they are asking me this same question and I'm not sure uh, how to answer on it. Um, I have my personal opinion, but I'm not, I don't know if I'm right, but I need you to tell me, do you need to get some DJ sets before to mix everything in the perfect way? Uh, you mean if they are pre, uh, recorded, yeah. pre-recorded DJ sets? Yep. Um, not for transmission. Seriously? No, no, wow. there's, there's <laughs> no, there is no DJ that, that gives us his, his, uh, uh, DJ set, uh, before the event, as far as I know, they're all playing live and I, I can almost check because sometimes there is also a system where we can see what, uh, what the DJs are playing. Uh, so, you know, we can be prepared for mm -hmm. for the next track is coming so you can actually see him doing it live and i don't think we've ever had a dj mm -hmm. that that just played one uh waff uh, during uh, during his entire set and i know that uh at other events that might be common practice but uh, not the transmission Okay, now I am even more fascinated <laughs> by mm. what you're doing. Wow, and I, I have no words to explain my opinion right now. But yeah, wow. yeah. and the, the only the only thing that we did did get to pre-program was uh, the the transmix. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, logical. Yeah. logical. But, okay, um, but that one actually, um, yeah, last time we skipped it. Because we even sort of felt like um, that it is so a good um, that yeah you know we're doing a, a good enough job following the DJ life that mm -hmm. this didn't add that much anymore. Uh, except you know there are some pyrotechnics that are planned and stuff, but um, yeah we couldn't find a good good way to to innovate it. And decided to to focus more on the on the DJ sets in the shows. But why? <laughs> this is the most amazing part of the night for me. Oh. I I thought you did this uh, this year because uh, there were 15 minutes uh, uh, set uh, dedicated to Thomas Coastline. I thought right. this was the reason why there was not transmix over there. Um, 
And uh, just to to mention this, uh, Thomas was uh, a great artist and a person who lost his battle against can- cancer this year. Um, and uh, actually, I, I thought this is the reason why you didn't play your transmix set. <laughs> but um, okay. <laughs> no, you, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this this year was really a shame that we had to do without uh, Thomas, and you will really be missed. But that was not the reason. Um, I think because usually uh, this this also takes too much preparation uh, mm-hmm. to do it properly, mm-hmm. uh, and also um, yeah, there was always like a discussion about what kind of music and who should mix it, and uh, uh, then what we would do with the visuals to make it stronger and still it would be uh, a mix which yeah would be a little bit more spectacular than usual but uh, yeah we we felt it would be hard to really make it stand out also because uh, the techniques to uh, to do this kind of thing live during the actual dj sets they're more advanced now so um yeah we we didn't feel we could make a lot of difference between the transmix and the and the regular DJ set. But this was your special mark <laughs> for so many years. I don't know. I got used to it. I guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now here comes the disappointment. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. Yeah. Well. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Well. Good. Good to hear that you're disappointed. Maybe we should bring it back. Uh, and for example. <laughs> yeah. I need to be honest, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's play a little game right now. Um, it's called simply the truth. Truth in there. No, I'm not, we're not going to play there. We're going to play only truth. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. so, over here, you have uh, seven numbers. Yeah. And uh, behind every number, there is one question. And I will need you to pick three out of seven. And I will reveal those questions, and I will need you to answer on those questions. I will right. be gen- gentle. <laughs> it's okay. not per- too personal, so. <laughs> so I have to pick the numbers, right? Yes. Mm, okay, one, three, and seven. If I remember everything, <laughs> I'm joking. Mm. All right. Um, let's see. Let's put it over here. So, what is your biggest failure? Biggest failure? Failure, yep. Mm. That your team, for example, experienced? I don't know. I think... Uh, I, 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 I don't know. What, what felt as a pretty big failure was losing EDC. Uh, in 2016, and I choose for another uh, a company, but um, um, so that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't very fun memory. But uh, fortunately, we're going to be back this year, albeit not on the on the main stage. But uh, yeah, uh, um, that was uh, that wasn't good. I bet it wasn't, <laughs> but it happens. It's okay. Yeah, that happens. You're back in the game, so <laughs> cool. Okay, so you said three. Right. Okay. So three said, "Uh huh." What is your guilty pleasure? Mm. <laughs> um. 
Yeah, I don't know. I I, uh, I like to play video games once in a while. Oh, really? What kind? Yeah. Uh, well, first-person shooter or like strategy games. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. So uh, seven, you said. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh huh. What makes you lose your mind? Uh, in a good or a bad way? In a bad way. In a bad way. In a bad way. Um, I don't know. Um, Should be something. I lose my mind. Mm. No, I don't. Uh, I I don't know. Um, I I. Maybe I'm sort of a control freak, so I don't lose my mind that often. I don't use drugs. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, maybe uh, maybe I, I I don't lose control often enough. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? <laughs> maybe it could happen more often, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe it should happen more often. <laughs> that people know you're alive actually you're not yeah, a robot. yeah exactly <laughs> i'm not a robot <laughs> right. sometimes we think you are so. <laughs> okay good to know all right so do you ever doubt in yourself uh, or your team um how something you prepared will look like and if there will be some unexpected mistakes uh yeah you also always have to wonder i think Because uh, mm -hmm. there are a lot of stuff that can go wrong, or yeah, like creative decisions that you can make that don't don't work out too well. That happens. But what is the worst that could happen? Mm, the worst that it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't think it sucks. Every anything you do, I mean. But well, it, it can, you know, if you're, well, just going to be too sure of yourself and all things like, oh, okay, you know, it will, it will be fine. You know, the client said this, but, you know, I will, we, we believe that. So, uh, you know, everything will work out. Mm. <laughs> okay, that's a different yeah, that, story. All right. <laughs> yeah. That, that might be uh, the moment that, uh, <clears throat> that, uh, uh, that you're going to fail and, Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't like failure, and I don't like um, yeah, and I just like things, especially on an event. You know, you don't have uh, <clears throat> you don't get a second chance uh, to to make that impression on people. If you mm -hmm. design a show and it sucks, uh, nobody is going to give you a second chance to do it again. There's just not going to be any. So um, yeah, that that is a challenge, I think. And uh, it's also it's also nice, you know, that you have to live up, uh, uh, build build to to that moment, and after that it's gone, and you can uh, get on with the next thing. But it this uh, I suppose it's a it's a, a responsibility, and maybe that's why I'm a little bit of a of a control freak. That's good, if you ask. Because me. you, yeah, as I said, you know, you don't get that second chance very often mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in it's events understandable and it definitely sucks if it happens like that yeah if it sucks then then they're gonna go they uh, they lost someone else exactly to do it next time okay i can understand i can relate definitely okay so um 
I'm sure you also experienced a lot of different challenges uh, working in the industry. But what was the biggest one that you, you remember during the COVID and before the COVID? Well, uh, COVID was definitely a, uh, a challenge. Mm-hmm. By itself. Uh, yeah, by itself. You know, uh, not, not being any... Uh, um, yeah, not, not having to do anything for more than a year. Um, yeah, I think that that's pretty screwed, screwed everybody up in the industry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, fortunately here in Holland, we got a little bit support of the, of the government, but, uh, yeah, it still was, uh, uh, a, quite a challenge to, um, yeah, live through this whole period. And, and fortunately things are looking better at this moment. And I hope this, uh, yeah, we can, uh, uh, we can end the whole thing pretty soon, but, uh, yeah, um, nobody knows. And, and until, until I think a little more than a month ago, nobody knew what the future was going to look like. And that is, uh, that was pretty hard to accept, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna do events this winter. Nobody knows. Will it be possible to travel to, uh, to other countries? Mm, who will say, you know, and that, that has been going on for more than a year and hopefully that will slowly disappear. But, uh, yeah, after, yeah, you know, uh, that, that kind of a hard blow, um, we'll still have to be, uh, uh careful, I think. Definitely. But, uh, on the other hand, you know, uh, uh, I think the event industry is built up of, uh, yeah, of some of the, the best people we know. Uh, and uh, and a lot of nice and optimistic people. So uh, on the other hand, you know, I think we're going to be fine. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, me too. No, it it will, it will, it needs to be fine. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but have you always been into trance music? I mean, you come from the Netherlands, so we all mm-hmm. know where actually trance music comes from. I mean, it's Ger- Germany originally, but it was mostly. Um, uh, it, it consists mostly uh, artists from. Well, the Dutch made it a, 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 yeah. a, a quite a quite a genre, I think. In the, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So back then it was really popular. Um, it's not it's not popular that much right now, but you know in the beginning of 2000 it was mm. extremely popular. So were yes. you into that before, and were you into into trance music right now as well because I know you're doing of course different venues different genres mm-hmm. but I think you like trance a lot more um, well uh, good question I think um, when I started listening to electronic music I only got um, interested in it when, when trance but also techno uh, emerged and mm-hmm. yeah I think in, in the beginning it was there was not a quite big distinction between it. Like a, a, a record could be both a little bit trancy and techno at the same time. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I was really drawn to that kind of music. And uh, yeah, I, I really loved it uh, around before, yeah, before uh, the, the 2000s. And, but after that, yeah, for me, it also became well, maybe not too commercial, but too, yeah. Then trance music really became a, a, a genre, which was really like, a, um, how you call it? Like maybe too, too, um, yeah, 
too too emotional. Well, maybe not the good work, but maybe more like it got a little cheesy at uh, at one point, and uh, it also became really a genre. In the beginning, I thought it was really interesting, you know, to to have it mixed with uh, with uh, a techno and uh, an acid and progressive music, but then all of a sudden, it really became like the tear jerking genre uh, with with a lot of vocals in it. And that there was there was a point that I didn't was too wasn't too interested anymore, uh, but yeah because of transmission and what we did for Kremlin we always uh, liked the music and and especially it was very um, very suitable for uh, for our kind of images which are also like a bit fantasy and uh, uh, yeah we like. For instance, like the space scene, all the, all the most of the stuff that uh, that you see as uh, the the scene for transmission um, fits the music pretty well, but also our sort of uh, taste in uh, in in visuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that matches uh, pretty well, and I'm yeah, I'm I'm really enthusiastic by uh, by every time I hear uh, uh, an artist pushing the boundaries of, uh, of trance music again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, that doesn't quite happen often enough for me, actually. So well, yeah. I can agree, definitely. But OK, you don't like vocals now. I know this. OK. <laughs> vocals? Vocals, yeah. Um, that's the, the sort of um, techno-ish uh, classical music, right? Hmm. No, no, I'm talking about vocals. I mean, singing. Uh, uh, oh, vocals, dance. vocals, vocals, vocals. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are some, there are some music that can give me the chills. But when it becomes a genre and somebody starts uh, uh, starts singing because apparently somebody thought that it would have to be a vocal song, mm-hmm. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. Uh, so, okay, this year's edition, uh, transmission edition, uh, you name behind the masks. Uh, it's kind of funny. Hmm, let's call it that way, uh, because um, this team was actually made before the COVID. So, are you some kind of psychic? <laughs> I, <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to deny I'm that, you know. Otherwise, we'll, you know, I get like a, 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 a lot of people that will. Uh, <laughs> Instead of Bill Gates, they will come after me. (laughs) (laughs) I was joking, I was joking, of course. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Well, (laughs) the thing is, we had a sort of short list uh, of of, uh, themes that uh, that we had for, okay, like this year we could do this theme. Uh, We, yeah, last time we did that, so this might be the approach we did. And this time we could choose between, uh, like the must theme was already on the short list. And then we had to make a decision on on which theme to uh, to do, and then <clears throat> yeah, we thought of thought okay, um, yeah, this this theme might be pretty appropriate for the whole uh, um, mask, uh, like the whole COVID thing, and who knows uh, that that's what we thought in I think. March 2000, so when COVID just hit, who knows, uh, we can only do a transmission again when, event again, when people have to wear masks in the O2 arena, so that might be appropriate. 
So you know, let's take the chance and and let's take that theme and uh, and give it a twist. You know, it's not that it have to be about the pandemic, uh, but more about uh, you know uh, um, different different sub themes, uh, but also a little bit about expanding your uh, your personality and and pretending you're somebody else. You know, that was that was more like the thought, but of course, uh, yeah, when when. Wearing mask in the whole pandemic became so important. We were like, mm, okay, uh, who knows? But um, yeah, I think it was also nice actually that the team was like behind the mask, so uh, the event that we did in the O2 Arena could maybe a little bit mark the end of the pandemic. You know, mm-hmm. see what's behind the wearing the masks. So. I know if you if you spin it that way, it uh, it actually is pretty fitting, I think. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> I mean, the theme is amazing, and uh, uh, I think people loved it, uh, even during the pandemic. <laughs> But I think <laughs> well, no, it, it is a good one. It is a good one for sure. You, as I said, always keep surprising us, also with themes. Um, it's creative, <laughs> first of all. All right, so did you already start designing the next year? Nope, no, we didn't. Nope. <gasps> okay. Nope. Mm-hmm. You have any ideas? Oh, we, we can talk about this later. <laughs> okay, why not? <laughs> okay, but how long does it take for you to uh, to produce something like this, like transmission, for example? Well, usually. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, normally we had, after this transmission, we had uh, another show in Australia, mm-hmm. somewhere in, it was in February. And then usually we started about, uh, because then was the second time we did it, so there was less stress on the, on the uh, production. And afterwards we can already have a meeting about, okay, guys, what, what do you think of this show? And what we, we, would we do next? And we had a little short list. And, and then we <clears throat> sort of decide on a theme and, uh, or, or do it shortly after when we had another meeting. And then there's like a half a year that we, can, uh, that we can slowly work on it. We have to write the script. Usually that happens in the summer. Uh, I have to write the music and then um, create the visuals and uh, start uh, uh, prepping the show. Wow, that's less than six months for the preparation. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, there's a lot of other things to do in a year, so uh, it's, exactly. it's not full time either. Exactly. Uh, but uh, <laughs> fortunately, not. But yeah, it, it it takes us, I think, yeah, one and a half months or something. What? <laughs> uh, the creation of it takes us wow. one and a half months, like the the, Only, the show movies, that kind of thing. Only yeah. like 45 days. <laughs> Yeah, okay, well, less, less. I think for work days, there will be like, I don't know, 30. Wow. Pretty impressed right now. Okay. Mm. So speaking of other events uh, and plans for the next year or this year, of course, do you have some already uh, made? Of course, I know you that you were at uh, the event in Switzerland, Masters of Hardcore, mm. just a week ago. And I bet it was amazing. <laughs> no, it was But pretty loud. <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> but who likes that they enjoyed it <laughs> okay. yeah they certainly did 
yeah, the people are as diehard fans of, of that mm. kind of stuff as they are for transmission. But uh, yeah. But some other events, some other plans? Um, yes. Uh, yeah, going to EDC in about two weeks where we will mm -hmm. do our own uh, trend stage uh, mm -hmm. that we designed there. That will be, yeah, for me, a, a personal highlight. I've been looking for uh forward to since uh yeah almost two years wow and uh yeah and, and it's 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 definitely it's not going to be the most spectacular um stage of uh, of the festival but uh um I'm, i'm really looking forward to making that a uh um yeah a success hopefully because uh i i yeah it's really an honor to be being asked for for i think what's the the most spectacular festival in the united states amazing cannot wait to yeah, see and, it yeah <laughs> yeah and there there's another thing that we that we had a premiere which i hope we can also show soon is that we were asked to design a club in uh, in china mm -hmm. And uh, we almost finished that design, and I'm really looking forward to to seeing that uh, come to life. Although, unfortunately, it's not possible to physically travel to China, but still, yeah, uh, would be very exciting to to um, yeah to see that uh, design come true. Nice, good job, guys. Keep doing it. <laughs> oh, All right. All right. So for the end, I have. Uh, one topic I would like to mention, um, the future of dance music scene. Um, I generally avoid uh, talking about political topics in my show for different reasons, um, mm -hmm. just to be clear. Um, but I need to ask you this because I think it's, it is essential to talk about it. Um, what is your general opinion about what is going on right now in the world and in the Netherlands specifically? Um, I need to mention that initiative that you have over there uh, uh, called Unmutas mm -hmm. uh, that has been active for a while uh, because I think this is an excellent way to at least try to, to show to the government and to uh, the world uh, that the music industry is really important um, to all of us. Um, so not allowing anything to be organized um, practically means they are killing it, shutting it down, literally. Right. So the scene is standing on the edge of uh, survival, which is not good because many people depend on it. Mm -hmm. right. um, their jobs, first of all. Okay, Amsterdam Dance event is happening at the end, but under different um, rules, regulations, call it right. whatever you want right. to call it. Yeah. But we don't have, for example, conference part, no, which is no, the point of be the Amsterdam answer. Dance event. Right? That's, so. that's how it started, yes. Exactly. So what is your general opinion, opinion about this? Um, yeah, good question. Um, I think, uh, yeah, um, it's, it's funny because it looks like the whole world is in this mess together, but still, you know, there are very... Uh, quite a few differences in uh, depending on what country or which region you uh, uh, you live, and uh, well, we 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 live in Holland, and yeah, in in the um, in Holland, fortunately, we've been blessed with a pretty good uh, infrastructure of uh, of people working in the event industries. Probably started out with like the whole club culture and the DJs, but. Uh, 
uh, that's not only that in Holland we also have uh, a, a lot of of festivals that we're proud of uh, club life and and this um, sort of spread out to to the general quality of, of Dutch events which um, is, is generally pretty high and usually so high that wherever in the, like the really big events in the world you will uh, uh, probably meet a lot of Dutch people in the in the front of on stage but also in the front of house where we usually work and uh, um, yeah that that uh, was uh, pretty much threatened by of course the whole covid uh, um, yeah the whole covid pandemic at first but after that came uh, came the rules and um, yeah I'm not one of the persons that think uh, covid is a uh, is uh, something to that's totally overblown and uh, you know it's just a flu that kind of thing because yeah I've seen people um yeah ending up in the hospital and uh, um you know uh, being uh have long covid so they have co- complaints for many many months after they uh, had suffered the disease um so i'm certainly not one of the people that say that uh, it is uh, it's something that that can be neglected uh which is something that uh, I, I miss for most of the, well, let me come to that later. But um, yeah, so, and, and in the beginning of the, uh, of the pandemic, we in Holland were also pretty blessed because the government, uh, they could uh, give some free money to keep the whole economy running, including the entertainment uh, industries. On the other hand, you could immediately notice that uh, the entertainment industries, we were already in the pandemic, one of the first people to, to be closed down and we would know, know we were, we would be the last uh, to, to reopen again. Uh, but you can definitely notice that uh, uh, nobody uh, that takes place in any government or high-ranking de- decision pro- process making uh, is uh, is sitting in any government because they don't treat us very seriously. Uh, in Holland, we even had an instance where uh, at at one point the, the the at the beginning of the summer the the ratings were going down very fast, uh, the infection rate, and then they uh, um, stupidly uh, declared. That uh, you know everybody who would come get uh, the the Jensen vaccine, which isn't even that good. Uh, all the young people they go to go to a clubbing straight away. Why why everybody much knew these vaccines only start working after at least two weeks. Mm-hmm. So immediately the the numbers shoot up like in the ten thousands per day. Uh, after which they closed the entire summer festival, and I think that's where they. Uh, the government here lost a lot, a lot of support of uh, of the people, because they, um, yeah, sort of misused the the whole uh, event industry and uh, and the nightclubs to get people vaccinated, and when that gave them the results where everybody warned them for, uh, they closed down the the whole uh, the whole festival summer. So that was, I think, um, something where they fucked up pretty bad and uh, and gave also a lot of people that don't want the vaccines now uh yeah felt like they they couldn't earn the trust anymore mm. uh, uh and um uh yeah i've, I've been 
looking with some concerns to things uh, like the, especially the Amsterdam dance event where normally like people from the entire world travel to, uh, you know, to, uh, uh, to join the conference and party. Uh, but uh, apparently, yeah, we're still able to do it because uh, uh, right now in Holland, they at least opened all of the clubs, uh, but you have to get your, your uh, uh, vaccination code to, uh, to show it. And then even then uh, the club, uh, 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 has to close at before 12 o'clock. And mm. initially it was pretty well known that they sort of this thing because they rather wouldn't open the clubs, but there was no way they could make a special rule for them uh, to exclude them. So they made a general rule to to uh, uh, keep everybody out uh, to that all clubs have to close, that every venue has to close at 12 o'clock. And um yeah, that's what I think is uh, is um, don't like about the whole rules uh, because especially for young people, they they suffered uh, a lot of I think loss of their freedom uh, in the whole pandemic, and they uh, uh, while at the same time they they didn't run a lot of risk. Uh, so uh, yeah, so I I would think it would be more fair if the if the whole uh, nightlife would be more yeah treated fairly and and less uh yeah less bad than it has been done for the last for the past uh, few months here in holland it's not only in holland for sure i mean no i can imagine yeah that, uh, that probably probably that's also yeah there is different in uh um different factors anywhere but mm. uh yeah unfortunately the nightlife isn't uh, uh, a big priority on every, any government's list, I, I would imagine, especially also with you. Well, Serbia is a different story. We have events over here organized and the whole summer was actually good because everything started with Exit Festival. That right. was under big question mark, is it going to be organized? But in the end, um, the guys from the organization succeeded in it. They had a lot of struggles with the government and everything and they succeeded because of the huge pressure they put on the government. Um, and after that, actually, uh, all the events started opening up of festivals as well. So nightlife over here exists. <laughs> it's this funny story. Oh, right. Good. Yes, it is. It's weird because in most of the countries in Europe, it's totally the opposite. But over yes. here, it's happening. But um, oh, well, well, the, hooray, hooray for Belgrade. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's not good because the numbers are growing right now. <laughs> not because of that, if you ask me, but um, but they are growing like crazy and no one is doing anything regarding that. So mm. still weird. Yeah, that, that is still one thing that we have to see for the for the winter here in Holland. It's, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's not a big yet, but yeah, as it's becoming winter, you know, if people get more closely together, you can and, and yeah, not all people can, uh, will have a vaccination. You can imagine uh, that, uh, yeah, there will be more people finally ending up in the hospital and, you know, what they will do. So, uh, yeah, we, we, I don't think that anybody can, uh, can give any guarantee for the, for the winter at this point. No. But, well, it's good to hear that at least, uh, uh, yeah, you've been uh, free to do your thing. And, uh, yeah, oh, let's so hope yeah. it stays away. Yeah, 
I, I guess, let's hope, but this is not the idea. I want to travel. <laughs> right. No, that's and the we, other thing. And we I don't suppose, have right? trans. Yeah, exactly. And we don't have trans music over here, which is the, the biggest no. problem. All right. Okay. So this was, I think, exciting and lovely conversation. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, thank Martin? you. I, <laughs> I enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, likewise. Unfortunately, we couldn't do this live, as you know, but I think it went great this way as well. Okay. Uh, yes. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. I'm sure everyone enjoyed this episode. That was. It was not artist related like it usually is, but it mm -hmm. was. It was differently. Uh, but it was definitely important to mention the incredible, the incredible job you guys are doing, and I'm pretty sure it was entertaining. And thank you for this journey into the music industry. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much. And uh, um, yeah. Like I said, you know, it's uh, it's teamwork. So uh, I uh, I did it together with a lot of uh, yeah good and talented people. Of course. And um, yeah, maybe I didn't mention enough. I really uh, and, uh, enjoy the, the the music fans and especially the the trans people from from transmission. It's uh, really special to uh, um, yeah all, the, all their dedication to the event. And uh, yeah, also, um, yeah, it's always uh, special to see the, how it's how it's grown so big from uh, from a festival in Prague to to something that attracts uh, people from all over the globe and uh, and and even does the the whole touring thing. So I think that's a, that's very special, and we are uh, we are very grateful for it. And you should be, definitely. And we are very grateful for what you guys are doing. And definitely say hi to all the team uh, because it is well-deserved by everyone at the same time. Okay. Um, thank you once again. I wish you all the great success in the future and uh, with the events happening soon, uh, a lot more. Um, and the music lovers out there, um, uh, please share with me if you like this episode. Um, and don't forget to subscribe to the Connected by Frequency YouTube channel, like this video, make a comment and share it with the world. And don't forget, we are all connected by frequency. Until next time, take care and have fun. Bye-bye.